There are so many things that um, children believe and experience because of their childhood sexual abuse. And a couple of them are guilt and shame. This is something that my next guest definitely carried into her adulthood from her childhood experience. And the guilt and shame also was perpetuated because of the religious beliefs that Melissa had. I cannot wait for you to hear her perspective and what she did, the tools that she used so that she can heal. And also now she fully embraces her religion and is very happy with where she is in her life. Melissa is our next guest. Do you ever think that you're running your life on autopilot? Well, that was me. For over 40 years, I was dealing with a past childhood trauma that hadn't been fully addressed. Even though I had gone to therapy and I've done different methods of healing, there was something missing and I felt incomplete. And then a couple of years ago, I realized what the answer was. My name is Lynn and I'm here to help you advance your healing to a brand new level where you can fully embrace the femininity and beautiful, sexy mama who you are. And I want to share that with you through this podcast. Myself and my guests are going to inspire you with our stories of our healing and how we have truly triumphed after trauma. Melissa, I'm so grateful that you're here. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting. Oh, well, I would love, I know that when we talked before, you had told me that one of the things that had been really hard with your healing was the fact that because of your religious background, there is this component of, of guilt and shame. And even though you were the victim, somehow that has affected your, your ability and the process of healing. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, so I've had an interesting, um, I guess, spiritual conversion. I'm, I'm Jewish. I grew up Jewish um, and ended up converting to Catholicism. So I'm a practicing Catholic. Um, but so in, in between, there were a lot of, um, you know, feelings when back in the 90s, I guess, when things were not accepted in the way that things are now, the world was, was a very different place and there was really nowhere to go. Um, you know, it really wasn't until later in my life when I became a Christian um, and even had to go through some Christian circles to find my way um, into, into healing and ultimately was led to a, a healing ministry, a Christian healing ministry um, that ended up helping me. But certainly um, I looked in all kinds of, you know, all kinds of religious outlets for that, especially being a, a Jewish girl growing up in Miami. Um, it just wasn't something that was talked about there was a lot of shame um, that surrounded that in general. So it wouldn't have afforded me an opportunity to even really speak about it, um, you know, in those types of circles or communities. So it really wasn't until I was an adult and later when, when I had converted um, to Christianity that um, I, and I had to find my way there too, right? Because there were a lot of uh, fences that I had to jump and places I had to go in order to, to find that healing. So um, it wasn't necessarily the religion itself, but really I think uh, I would say most religions have that veil of, you know, secrecy or, um, 
shame or things that are associated with that when you're talking about that type of trauma. So I think it's finding the right community within that religious community, um, you know, where you can seek God in a way that's, um, that's precious and innocent and um, be able to start that, that healing process. Right. And so how long, how long did it take for you on that, that journey of realizing the side of, of love? rather than the shame and guilt? It took a long time. Um, I didn't convert to, Christ to Christianity until my, um, until my adulthood. So I became a Christian back in 2013, so quite a long time. Um, you know, it was, it was a very long journey for me. And so, you know, go going through that was, was very difficult. It really wasn't until um, I had a, a personal relationship with God that I understood um, that he cared about me, that I was personally loved, you know, that I was created in his image and that what I did was not my, what happened to me was, was not my fault. Um, and so the healing ministry that, that I went through really taught those basic principles about, um, about shame and about guilt um, and about, you know, the loving and the healing of Christ that came through through him personally, that he personally cared about what happened to me and working out a lot of those feelings that I had had from before, you know, that were associated with not being, you know, sort of being an outcast um, or maybe God didn't love me or maybe God didn't, um, didn't care about me. And that's why, you know, that's why these things happen. Or maybe I let him down, you know, in some way. Right. Yeah. I can understand that. And especially, um, I don't know how old you were when you experienced your trauma. Were you a child? Um, it happened, yeah, it happened in my child, young childhood and on, then also in my teens. So I had a couple of, of incidents. So it was sort of a continuing uh, pattern in my life, unfortunately, which I don't think is, um, you know, I think it's pretty, pretty common for someone who's been abused at a young age to sort of um, not know what to do with that. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, it wasn't even something that I discussed. Um, I tried to get help, but it really wasn't something I openly discussed um, until I was, you know, I would say until about 2013, 2014, when I'd found this uh, specific ministry for sexual abuse survivors. Okay, wow. Well, and then a child, I mean, it's really hard to articulate what you're feeling, what you're going through. And, and so how can you understand? Yeah, it, I mean, it was, um, you know, it's interesting. I tell people that, um, you know, I, I felt that I did have somewhat of a personal relationship with God. He, he came to me when I was young, when I was about three before the abuse began. And I feel that he, he came to me because he knew what was going to happen. But in order to make sense of that, you know, at, like you said, as a young child, it's very difficult to do that. But as I progressed forward and moved, moved in my journey, um, one of the things that I think was a real blessing in my life was that, you know, I, I, never, beca I never became someone who didn't believe in God. Um, and so although I tried to sort of run from who I was, um, and I told God, you know, at some point in my life, well, you can go your way and I'll go mine, sort of like parting friends. Um, I never considered myself an atheist. I just considered myself somebody who wasn't exactly sure why um, God had sentenced me to a life sentence um, because I really felt that my days were supposed to be sorrowful and that maybe I was, um, I was born to die. You know, that's sort of how I felt about myself um, until later in life when I experienced my healing. Okay. Wow. That's really impactful. So do you know what the shift was? Do you know what it was and when it happened? 
Can you just um, yeah, I was actually, you know, I mean, for me, I was going through some, some personal troubles and, and for me, my, my big shift came after I had my children. Um, you know, I had one night in particular when I was, you know, being drawn to, to Christ, which is a whole nother story as a Jewish girl, but, um, you know, where I was really, you know, I was down on my knees looking at three photos of my children, um, and deciding what I was going to do with my life, you know, that night. And, um, and that's when Christ came to me was during that time period. And I think that really, I, I credit my children, uh, for saving my life. I credit my children for, for all the healing that's in my life because I, I had, for me, I had a reason to heal. Um, I didn't care too much about myself, but I certainly loved and cared about them. And um, the thoughts about me, them being without me um, and the selfishness that comes along with, you know, potentially um, leaving this earth and leaving them to be, you know, to be raised without their mom really um, overcame anything else that I was experiencing. Okay. Wow. So you were at a really low spot. Yeah, I definitely was, um, you know, it was before I had really talked about what had happened to me. I had tried previously. Um, I had tried therapy once or twice. I had tried Reiki. I had tried a couple of things prior to um, the getting the help that I ended up getting, but I really had not discussed it, nor did I understand its impact on my life at all, um, in all the ways that imp trauma impacts you um, right. when you're an abuse survivor. So it, I just didn't understand it, you know. Right. I, I can completely relate that you don't know what you don't know. I mean, you really have no idea because for me, you, I just remember going through all the motions, doing what I was supposed to do, being the good mom, being a good wife, making the meals, serving, the things that I was supposed to do, but something was missing. And then I, I crumbled. Yeah. So, um, I didn't ever get to the point of like the loss of not wanting to live. I, I never got to that point yet. I did definitely internalize a lot of things and developed, a, an autoimmune disease. Um, you know, I mean, that's just one part. The relationship with my husband suffered a ton. And so I absolutely can relate. And so what advice could you give someone that might, might be struggling right now as far as that guilt and shame is still weighing on them? And they probably maybe have not properly addressed the trauma. What would you say to them? Um, well, I, you know, I have sort of an outside of the box way of looking at things. I was not helped by the mental health system, although I'm a huge advocate of it. Um, for me personally, that's not where my journey took me. And so for me, um, what helped me was a peer support group, a peer support model. I'm a huge proponent of that. Um, to anybody that's listening, that's feeling that, you know, first of all, I want you to let, let you know that you're not alone. I think that's the most important part. We've, we sometimes tend to self-isolate because we think we're the only ones on the face of the earth that are experiencing what we're experiencing. And that's simply just not true mm -hmm. um, at all. There's so many, there's, there's so many of us, unfortunately, out there that if we just reached our arm out, um, 
we could probably have a sea of people right in front of us that we don't even know about. Um, so I'd really encourage anybody who is was like me and was not, you know, maybe you tried therapy and you just weren't able to be helped by the mental health system or you're scared or you feel that you'd be stigmatized. You know, there are so many great peer support groups that are out there, so many great ministries, secular groups that are out there, um, maybe groups on the internet. There's so many people out there that meet in group. And, and one of the great things about peer support groups is, you know, is exactly what it sounds like. It's sharing with another person who has been through it um, and hopefully has come out, you know, usually there's a facilitator who's come out, you know, on the other side, who's been able to, to gain healing. And um, to me, that's, you know, for me, that was my experience. And, and so if someone's kind of in that same boat, um, you know, I would start by saying, you know, search out a peer group or a ministry that um, maybe you can, and now, especially now during the pandemic, you can do it online um, and be able to discuss that with a group of other, other people who have experienced what you've experienced, because you won't feel alone anymore. I can tell you that. Oh, that is really, really powerful. There's, there is a strength in numbers and women, we really need that support. It's so easy to isolate and think you're the only one. It is. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time being here with us. And I wish you a lot of luck and in your journey. And, you know, as you continue to maintain healing, cause that's what we all do. Right. And I know you're doing really yes, exactly. <laughs> tell me, tell me if people can want to get a hold of you to talk further. What are some, how can they get a hold of you, and what can you offer them? Well, uh, currently I'm running um, I'm running a group for law enforcement officers. Um, it's not specifically trauma-based, but it's an officer wellness group, police officer wellness group, and also a peer support model. You can find me on Facebook at The Blue Octave is the name of my business, and also on Instagram at The Blue Octave, or it's easy to remember, the, at Gmail, the Blue Octave at gmail.com. That's the best way to get in touch with me and, uh, and talk to me about maybe some of my experiences. Um, it's an exciting new venture that really Really is a result of my, my own trauma, right, um, in making others well. And that's really what I feel is my, my life's mission and purpose, despite whatever trauma people have experienced, that there's somebody out there that can kind of be that facilitator and guide and lead them to healing. Well, thank you so very much. And it has been an honor. So um, the blue octave at gmail.com. I love it. Yes, the blue octave. Yes. Okay, well, we are going to have you back. So be sure to stay tuned and watch for Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Each week I get to bring you people that are truly inspiring. And our next guest is someone who is a brand new author of a book. You'll hear the title pretty soon. And she has gone through so much in her life and she has a beautiful smile and embraces life and embraces all the hardships that she had experienced and even the ones that still happen today. And I cannot wait for you to meet my next guest, Julie Lee, and she's the author of I See You, How Compassion and Connection Save Lives. I think it's awesome that you've spent the time with us today. And, you know, my guests and I, we have been through a lot to heal our trauma and to get to where we are today 
and I hope that you've been inspired. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Don't forget to share it with other women who you know are looking for some more resources to help them along their healing journey. Also, go to our website, thesexymama.com, where you have an opportunity to book a call with me where we can talk together. I can assess where you are in your healing journey to see if there's more that I can do for you. And we have a private Facebook group, which is an amazing resource for you, for women only. It's called Triumph After Trauma, and I will catch you next time.